Hi, I'm Trevor Frank Fork, wedding planner extraordinaire, and you're listening to Wedding Confessions, the podcast where I bring back my newlywed couples to talk all about the good, the bad, the pretty, and sometimes the ugly that has to do with planning their weddings. From family drama to vendors who don't show up to dresses that break and food that's served rotten, it's all here and everyone has something to confess. I'm here today with Karen and Marcus. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi. All the way from down under. Well, not really. We're from here, but we live in Sydney now. We planned your wedding while you were pretty much living in Australia. Yeah. And you had a very specific vision for this wedding, didn't you? I've always liked vintage things, so I've always been inspired by them for... A lot of things. A lot of my own personal work is either inspired by vintage work or inspired by future okay. or science fiction. So it was kind of, I didn't really want to go the science fiction route for the wedding because that's can turn into something very tacky. Yeah. So um, I kind of did more on the vintage side of it and kind of looked at that way. So, but we have a lot of very, my brother likes to call it nerdy passions. I've always, I don't know, I just thought something different. So we decided to do a centerpiece per our, either our personal passions or something we enjoy together. And that's what was so cool about your vision was that you wanted to showcase all things that you were passionate about, but you wanted to do something that's so different from any wedding that I've ever worked, which is every table was going to have a different centerpiece. Yes. That's So, so cool. But I still wanted it to kind of, vibe together and work together. Right. So I didn't want like, I've seen weddings before where they had like video game swords oh, in the middle of the ceremony and they're like these plastic things and I just didn't want it to look like a children's birthday party. Well, and that's a conversation that I remember we had from the from the very beginning was there's, and you, you sort of just mentioned this, there's two ways that this could go. This could be really tacky or this could be really cool, very classy, and really well done. And obviously, we chose to go the classy route. Yes. And it worked. So each centerpiece was based on something that either one of you loved or the two of you loved together. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's you right. You had a movie-themed centerpiece. You had a comic book centerpiece. What we else had, did you have? Okay, so we had movies, comics... Board games, specifically Catan, uh, technology, uh, video games, traveling, Travel. was reading one or yes. reading was one, and then Disney. Yes. And then the last one was... Uh, school teaching. School teaching, the job that I do. How do you forget that? <laughs> yeah, how did I forget that one? Yeah, we and then we had other, um, other tables that were kind of centered around like Harry Potter um, for just other things within the wedding. Right. So we hired a designer to help execute the vision, but what you did was you br- brought forward all of the main parts to each centerpiece, and then the designer was just going to add some flowers and, and make it look really pretty. Mm-hmm. So each centerpiece was had some sort of antique element to it, mm-hmm. whether it was film reels or teapots or treasure chests, like really cool stuff that you found going antique shopping. What was your favorite one? What ended up being your favorite one, Marcus? I did like the comic book one quite a fair bit. But Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I liked, I liked I like all of them, how the, the execution came across just from 
from the original design to actually getting to see it very briefly at the actual wedding, I thought that that they all really turned out good. What about you? Did you have a favorite, Karen? I did, because you luckily let me see all of them before the guests came in. I appreciate that. My favorite was the Disney one because I found that one was the hardest one actually for me to find because um, I went into this antique store, like I swear, 20 of them to find like a treasure chest. You'd think a treasure chest would be very easy to find. You would think that. But I didn't. So I found a respirator box from 1920s that looked exactly like a treasure chest. And the guy just pulled the respirator out and just sold me the box. Wow, weird. But it was so old that I actually had to soak the box and then we had to repaint, like basically scrub it because it was all fabric on the outside. And then I repainted it. And because it was so old, it was completely wood. So it was really beautiful. So I'm keeping that box because... (laughs) I hope you keep a lot of the items. Yeah. One of the other things that you did at this wedding that I thought was so creative and super original that I have yet to see done was the way that you did, and I'm using air quotes, a guest book. Yes. We had Christmas in July at your wedding. So we had a a Christmas tree set up and then we had these uh, clear plastic Christmas ornaments. So they would write a, a message to the bride and groom with their name as well. So instead of having a guest book, that's how they would, uh, you know, show that they were there. How cool is that? Yeah. Very Where did you come up with this idea? Well, Pinterest. You love Pinterest. I do. (laughs) Spend way too much time on there. Um, Also, I have to say, Marcus's mom, Pat, she has a countdown to Christmas every year. So she has a little, she puts it at the top of the stairs and it's a countdown to Christmas. And I think it happens a hundred days before Christmas. Wow. So was she so happy that you were incorporating Christmas into the wedding? I think so. Did she know? uh, I think so. I think so. She's the person in the office who sends out the like hundred days until Christmas reminders. Yeah. I, I just, it was funny for us because when we were there setting everything up, uh, we were setting up a Christmas tree <laughs> and people were like laughing because I'm Jewish and they're like, look at the Jews setting up a Christmas tree in July. <laughs> hey, Trevor, it's not Christmas time. <laughs> Wrong month, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of fun. <laughs> We've had that Christmas tree set up at my mom's house all year since Christmas. You had to tear it down for the it's wedding? It's just been sitting in our like dining room. I don't know why. <laughs> I, like, I don't live there, so... I think that's one of the advantages that we had, because we had like literally two years to plan this wedding, because we got engaged in 2017, and we got married in 2019. Like, we had two years to plan this wedding, so we were... At no point was I ever stressed or feeling the time crunch, really. That's great. Isn't that a nice feeling? Yeah. Yes. There was one point where we were feeling... All of us were feeling a little bit of stress. There was one vendor in particular that... We just couldn't rope in. We knew that this was... So I'm, this was the designer. Like, uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush. The designer, who's a brilliant designer, every time that we've worked together has created an incredible concept and delivered. But leading up to your wedding specifically, it was almost a nightmare to, to have to gather information from this person. And that stressed you out. Yes, I think especially when it's your job to be organized and making sure that you send information within a good amount of time um, to be able to get feedback and be able to change it. And I know I'm very particular about what I want in a vision, just just who I am. But you're not the only one. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) 
so I think just making sure you're organized and doing that, I think it helps me personally to get control of the spreadsheets because I'm a very big spreadsheet person. So when I was able to edit it myself, I felt a lot more in control and a lot more confident that this would be executed the way that I wanted it to be. Right. And the spreadsheet you're talking about is just a breakdown of every centerpiece, every every piece of the puzzle for the design of this wedding was just the this person was just not getting it. So for you to take the reins and actually show this person, this is what I want, here's the pictures, here's the description, that really helped. But it shouldn't have had to have been that way. No, but... And that's the part that yeah. was hard for me is because none of us could get through to this person. And I felt like I was letting you down when we were not getting answers, when I couldn't even call this person and say, just give us a fucking answer. I, I, I felt that I was... I was losing your trust at this point and I didn't know how to gain it back because I'd never done that before. I've never experienced something that bad. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing that I had to deal with too, and I always knew it wasn't your fault and it wasn't you, just so you know. Thanks. Uh, but the biggest thing was also, honestly for me, was dealing with my mom because my mom didn't hear every conversation and to give preference, my mom was heavily involved financially to help us pay for the wedding. Absolutely. Which is quite normal in a lot of people's weddings. Uh, so I just had to kind of be the middle person as well, which was a little bit more work to understand, no, it's not Trevor doing this, it's the designer. So we just needed to understand and and get through it, which we did. And everyone was very happy at the end. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Stunning. Yeah. Delivered. It- Thank you. God. It absolutely turned out great. Yeah. It was just having to communicate with, with the designer Which was sucks very because difficult. Everything else was amazing. Yeah. yeah. There were so many parts of this wedding that were just flawless. Like even so the venue that we ended up with, the Estates of Sunnybrook, was the perfect backdrop. It was beautiful. To yeah. your vision. Yeah. And Really great to work with. Now, the challenge with the Estates of Sunnybrook is that when you book an event like a wedding with a six o'clock starting time, because that's the time that they assign you, we only have an hour to set up. So we have from five till six to get everything ready for a six o'clock wedding because there's another event before yours. So it's not that they're being jerks or, or, or assholes or hard to work with. It's just, there's another wedding there that ends at four. They need that four to five to flip the room, move the tables, put the chairs in its place, put the linens down so that we can come in now and have a blank canvas. So the planner in me has to think, okay, an hour is not enough for the vision that you had. And for everything that we had to do, we had to build a Christmas tree, we had to put all these wands out. Like, there was a lot of stuff that needed to be done. So I started speaking with the venue coordinator over there, who was phenomenal to work with, Tara Lee. Yeah, she was lovely. And she's fantastic. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I would call her and say, okay, so here's what's going on. There's no way we can get this ready in an hour. So help me think of a way that we can have access to this venue And we came up with a way. I suggested, since there's an event going on that we don't want to disrupt, how about you let us into a boardroom? And we could start setting up all the centerpieces and building them and putting together the Christmas tree so we can just carry it down when five o'clock hits and then we can move everything in. And she said, I'll do better than that. I'll give you the whole basement. We don't have an event happening in the basement. So she allowed us in two hours ahead of time now with all of this space, with tables ready for us so we can unpack everything and make every. 
how nice is that? Because I'm worried that in an hour, we're not going to get this wedding, this mm-hmm. wedding ready in time for your guests to arrive. And I don't want that. So I have to think efficiently. I have to think effectively. And I've got to figure out how we're going to get this wedding together. And thank God she was able to let us do that. Is that awesome? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was great, too, because it was so hot that day. So hot. So and we did. Marcus's sister's very pregnant. <laughs> she is very pregnant. Oh, yeah. So um, so we had to deal with bathrooms and the heat and my dress was a sauna. Yes. So um, being able just to even stand inside was a blessing. And that was another thing that we negotiated with them too is because we knew it was going to be hot. It was also, there was the potential of it raining. We needed a backup plan and we needed space for you guys to be able to go to the bathroom, to just sit down and relax for a couple of minutes. And thank God this venue was willing to work with us. Now, not every venue would do that. No. And not any any venue has done that. And maybe the Estates of Sunnybrook won't do that for everybody else. But they did it for us, and we're so grateful to them for allowing us this, this access sooner than uh, we were supposed to have it. Mm-hmm. Now, the rain. <laughs> this was a fun <laughs> one to deal with. We knew it was going to rain on your wedding day. Yes. We were tracking it all week. But... The rain also was really weird that week. It would say that it was going to thunderstorm on Thursday, but then, uh, and it was supposed to thunderstorm at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Well, it didn't thunderstorm until six o'clock, but it thunderstormed for two minutes. Yeah. So what was going to happen on the wedding day when it said we were having risks of thunderstorms all day long? Yeah. Also, we had a rehearsal dinner and there, the thunderstorm just went on the lake, on Lake Ontario, and did not actually even come close to Marcus's parents' house where the rehearsal dinner was happening. So it was weird. And your ceremony was outside yes. in this beautiful forested area that if we had to go inside, it really would have sucked. Look, the space that they were going to give us inside beautiful. was stunning. It was nice. But like, you wanted to have an outdoor ceremony. Totally. So we needed to figure out how to have this outdoor ceremony raider shine. So I'm at the venue with all of the vendors, and we're like just watching our clocks and watching the apps. We're refreshing the apps because it originally was supposed to rain at 3 o'clock. Great. Plenty of time for the 6 o'clock ceremony mm-hmm. to dry down, to wipe down all the seats, to get everything ready. But then the app changed, and now all of a sudden it was 4.30. Okay, well, we need at least an hour to set up the arch and the flowers and everything out there, the musician, the, the piano player, the sound system. We needed, like, minimum, minimum, minimum 45 minutes. Like, otherwise, the, your guests would be arriving and things would still be being put together. So now the app changed to 5.30, which (laughs) doesn't give us that luxury. Yeah. So what do we do? And everybody, of course, is looking to this guy, me, to make this decision. And I'm like, okay, this is a lot of pressure, everybody. (laughs) Like, if if it's up to me, then we're waiting until 5.15 and see what the app says. And whatever it says, we're doing it. And so it... Nobody liked that answer because they wanted more than just the 45 minutes. They wanted to quickly make a decision and set up this wedding. And I said, no, if you're leaving it to me, then we're doing it this way. And this yeah. way is waiting till the very last minute. So set everything up inside so we can walk it all out, mm-hmm. which isn't very easy when it comes to flowers and arches. No, that but then it was very heavy. <laughs> when you showed up, I came to the two of you. Well, I came to Marcus first and he said, I don't know. Ask Karen. <laughs> so I went to Karen and I, and I said, what do you want to do? You want it outside? 
And you said, yep. I said, rain or shine? And you said, yep. So I said, okay, no problem. We'll hold some umbrellas over your head if it happens to rain, and we'll go with it. It's a very quick ceremony. And so that was our decision. And I'm, then glad, I'm glad Karen gave you that answer because I would have told you the exact same thing. But if things had gone wrong, it would have been all on me. Totally. <laughs> we all would have been pointing at you and oh, yeah. kicking Marcus you down. Marcus said it was okay. <laughs> it, my logic was that if it did not rain, which, spoiler, is it did not rain, um, I would have been very frustrated with myself because I decided to go inside. However, if it did rain a little bit my guests can just survive and I would have been happy. So that's why I made that decision. It was a good decision because it actually didn't start raining until 45 minutes after the ceremony started. So everybody was inside the house having a good time, not even noticing that it was like torrential rain pours. I didn't even notice. How awesome is that? Yeah. Yeah. And you know why that happened? Because your dad was watching over you Mm -hmm. and wanted you to have that outdoor ceremony that you wanted so badly. So I think so. Good on you. Speaking of your dad. Oh, gosh. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> Do you remember the performance cry. you did? It was a blur. <laughs> Karen, you wanted to sing a song at the wedding in tribute to your father, which is a beautiful idea. Yeah. I, I've been singing since I was a little girl, and I'm actually a classically trained singer. So You can tell. Yeah. So... Uh, I decided to, but then I didn't have time to practice, and I was like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. Right. So you text messaged me. So we were going back and forth about a song that you were going to perform, and you, and and so I sent you a message. I think it was like the Wednesday before your wedding saying, did you decide what song you want to do? And you said, scrapping it. Take it off the schedule. We're not doing the performance. And I said to you, I don't remember what I said to you. You sent me a long message. But I was like pushing you to just do it, basically, in a nice way. Yes. I hope. It was nice. And then you messaged me a couple days later still? Yeah. um, Well, there's a new... So originally I was going to do a song from a movie because, again, my, my dad wasn't a big music person, but he was very passionate about television and film. So I thought, oh, that would be cute to do something there. But I just couldn't pick the right song or it didn't sound right uh and then I was like okay I'll do the Beatles because that was my dad's favorite my dad liked the Beatles and Rolling Stones no one else he didn't listen to anyone else so I was like okay I have to pick if I'm gonna do a pop song or something uh not from television or film it has to be one of those and then I was gonna do Let It Be but I didn't know it very well and there's a movie coming out called Yesterday looks so good I'm so excited Mm -hmm. to see it so um just this a YouTuber that I watch, because I watch a lot of music YouTubers, uh, pulled out a song. I think, I'm sure it was for the movie or in conjunction with it. And it was just such a beautiful track. I was like, I have to do this song. And when I was a little girl, we have like a player piano. It was like a Clarinova piano that like you could put in little music. Like it had a little tab you stuck in and yesterday was one of the songs. So I knew that song really well because I used to sing it as a kid. Uh, so I was like, okay, now I have to do this song. So... That's and how. it spoke to you and you decided yeah. at the last the minute, okay, we're doing before. it. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was the day before. Mm-hmm. And I, when I got your text message saying, okay, we're doing it, I had the biggest smile on my face because <laughs> I knew you had to do it. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you got scared or nervous or if you just couldn't think of a song to sing. It was more I couldn't... I, I perform so much that it doesn't... I'm not really nervous about performing per se. 
Uh, it's just more I couldn't think of a good song, an appropriate song for my dad because it was such, it was important to me. So Yeah. But it was great. Yeah. Didn't you think it was great, Marcus? I thought it was fantastic. Everybody was coming up to me after and saying what a great job Karen had done. The biggest thing about your wedding that I loved was how much of yourselves you put into the the vision of this wedding. And people try and do that, mm-hmm. and they don't often succeed, or they end up getting really swept away with just the idea of a wedding. And so they go the traditional route. Well, mm-hmm. you didn't do that. And you even incorporated trivia into your yeah. your wedding day. So your MC would ask trivia questions based on each of the centerpieces mm-hmm. and you would have a giveaway for them. Yeah. Have fun. That was good. Yeah, because I there were a couple, like a tan one, which was the board game one, which Marcus's family was sitting at. I knew a lot of people might not get it because it's so abstract. There were some of them that was fairly obvious what it was. Uh, but for that one, so I thought the trivia and Marcus uh, graciously made all the questions for it and our MC. That is really gracious. <laughs> oh, I try. <laughs> Thanks well, for contributing. Yeah. One of the one of the reasons we did that was because we didn't we had a lot of personal stuff in mm-hmm. the actual centerpieces themselves, and a lot of times you'll see a centerpiece giveaway, and we couldn't really do that because there's a lot of stuff in there that we wanted to keep. So instead, we I think uh, Marilyn Karen's mom went out and bought a whole bunch of uh, like flower pot centerpiece looking things. So we would give those away as um, as prizes for winning at the trivia. What a nice idea! Yeah. What was yeah. your favorite part about the wedding? Weirdly, my favorite part was how smooth everything went. Because you never know if something's going to go wrong or with the weather. And I was watching it all week and everything. And I just wanted to sit there, get my makeup done and hair done and just go. And that's what it felt like to me. Like, I, I never felt no one was pulling or tugging me. Or I had to make zero decisions that day, which was fantastic. That is and nice. that's exactly what I want and why we hired so many people, including you, to do it is because I wanted someone just to take care of it. And I don't want to know about anyone complaining or any problems till after. Now we can laugh about it. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> can we? We try. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, I, ooh, I really like Karen's song. I thought that it really came Aww. off great. It, it clearly meant a lot to Karen as well. I thought that she did a really good job at it. That's nice. Yeah. What a good husband do you have? I know. And now what? Now you're married? What are you going to do with all this time that you're not planning a wedding anymore? Oh, boy. Finish my PhD. Oh, right. Yes. There's that. Yes. I might do some sleeping. Oh, how nice. And you're going to go back to Australia and live a happy life. Happily ever after. Down under. Yes. It's my favorite thing to say. Have you noticed? <laughs> well, at least you're not saying shrimp on the barbie. Shrimp on the barbie. There you go. That did not sound no. Australian at not all. At all. <laughs> Good day, mate. Can you do an Australian accent? No. Can you? Not well. I can't either. Can you try? Good day, mate. How about we go put another shrimp on the barbie? That was amazing. Amazing, he said. He said amazing, Karen. No. He said amazing. As Have you ever good. seen a koala bear? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, do they just like run no. rabid there? Not in, not in Sydney. We're in Sydney. Uh, so there's this thing in Australia, which I have to talk about. Um, there's this thing called drop bears. So it's this idea of rabid koala bears. Oh. So they drop on your head and attack you. What? It's not real. Don't That's worry. That's like a Simpsons episode. This is, this is a countrywide practical <laughs> joke that yeah. Australians play on 
the rest of the world where they oh, convince so you're you that fucking with me right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like your friends will tell you who've been there will tell you like, oh yeah, there's these drop bears. They're like koalas, but they just drop from the branches and they'll claw at your face. And it's like, wow, that sounds really that sounds really scary because you hear about all these terrifying Spiders, Australian snakes. animals. Yeah. So like, of course you're willing to believe. Oh yeah, what's one more that I've never heard of? It's perfectly plausible that there might be this bear that would claw at my face. <laughs> But no, it's not a it's not a real thing. And somebody told me about it in like like 2014, and then 2015. I'm having dinner with a friend from Australia, and I casually mentioned drop bears. And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah," and you know they're not real though. Uh, I, my world was shattered. I didn't know what to do. God, you poor things. Yeah, koalas are the sweetest things ever. They're very docile, and, and they'll never claw your face no, off. No, uh, in New South Wales, where we live in the state where Sydney is, it's illegal to hold them, hmm. but in Queensland, it is not. So we actually, with a friend who visited us, went up to Queensland, and I've hugged a koala bear. Yeah, oh. it was a koala sanctuary. Yes. <laughs> okay, you two. Thank you so much for coming here to talk all about your awesome wedding. And thank you for letting me be a part of it. That was so much fun and super special and really just really cool to see your vision get executed the way that it was. So thank you. Thank you. We're glad you're a part of it. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.